0: are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 the Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody had a wonderful Monday or Tuesday, depending on when you listen to this, or even a Wednesday. But Uh, great times for Razorback baseball. Getting the sweep of the college or State Farm College Baseball Classic, whatever it's called, yeah, something like that. It's great wins. Uh, the fact that you basically won the Southwest Conference of the twenty twenty one season in baseball, uh, beating Texas Tech, Texas, and TCU the way you did, it's exciting, man, and and it's awesome to see, and it's awesome to see. Uh, how this team is going to continue to develop and that's what we're going to talk about today is not only this great team but uh, what the rest of the college baseball season holds and to talk more about that we're going to have a very special guest today Teddy Cahill who writes for Baseball America does a good job with them knows a lot about college baseball has been covering it for a long time and he joins us right now on the phone line so without further ado let's go ahead and jump right into it Teddy appreciate you joining us this afternoon man how you doing
2: Absolutely. It's, uh, it's just glad to, glad to be able to talk about college baseball, about what's happening on the field, about games that are actually being played. That's uh, it's a great feeling this time of year.
1: Oh, no doubt about it. And it was kind of sad, and I'm sure for you too, that we got uh, kind of got screwed out of a shortened season last year and we didn't get any postseason or really any conference. But to have like a tournament like this or, or a series like this down in Arlington, I felt like was just the perfect refresher to get us back and excited for college baseball and kudos to Arlington to, for pulling it off because, I mean, you're talking about six of the top ten teams in this. To me, Teddy, this was the perfect way to start off the college baseball season.
2: Yeah, that was uh, it was great. And, you know, it, last week about this time, you know, I was starting to get a little concerned. Like, is this actually going to be able to be played? Just You see the weather rolling through Texas and, and what that caused, and you don't know how it's going to go. But I'm glad that they were able to find a way. Push it back a day and, and let everyone get there safely, and then be able to to have what turned out to be nine great baseball games. It was uh, it was fantastic, and I think everyone that, that watched any of it probably came away, uh,
0: you know, very pleased with uh, with what they saw. Teddy, it's good to see these type matchups at the beginning of the season. Everybody gets excited about baseball season with highly ranked teams going head to head. But what actually can you take from these games to begin a season? to see um, just how the the outcome is going to go and how good these teams are going to be moving forward?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's only so much you can take from any one weekend, and especially opening weekend. These are three games out of 56, hopefully. Uh, And when you look at what, say, a Texas had to go through, uh, not really being able to practice the week leading up to it, you know, where everyone is mentally as a result of all of that, you know, it, it's hard to say, but, you know, I, I think that if you're Arkansas, you're absolutely very happy with the way it went. Uh, you're looking at three wins against high quality competition and, and you're able to see, most importantly, you're able to see how your team stacks up against other players with the bright lights on and a, a, in a, a really high profile event just against high-quality teams. That's something you can't simulate in practice. That's some, something you can't simulate in fall ball. Even if you've been able to play outside competition, you, you can't simulate what this weekend provided.
1: So looking at the Razorbacks specifically and them going 3-0, I think it was surprising to a lot of Razorback fans. I, I had them say, hey, if they go 1-2, and two, that's fine. 2-1 and one would be great, but 3-0, and that would be unheard of. But how did they go 3-0? and How were they able to win these games and be as impressive as they were against high-quality opponents?
2: Well, they did in a couple different ways. The the first game, it was a lot more about the offense. The next two games, it was a lot more about the pitching staff. And again, I think that's encouraging that they're able to win a couple different kinds of games down there uh, because you, know, you, you have to be able to win with your pitching. You have to be able to win with your hitting. Obviously not, not everyone's going to click all year long at the same time. So I, I think that they did a good job of, of finding a way to, to score some runs and the pitching staff was uh, was very impressive. Just running out there, a lot of really, uh, really good arms, and and they did their jobs, especially again on on Sunday and Monday.
0: So what what were you able to take away from that pitching staff? This was like the big unknown coming into the season, and uh, you see them go out and perform well with a lot of arms. So uh, what was the big takeaway for you? I think that.
2: You know, the, the stuff they were showing was very impressive. You had a lot of guys pumping a lot of really, really powerful fastballs and good breaking stuff. That was good. It was good to see Lyle Lockhart go out there and, and pitch well in his Arkansas debut. Um, you know, obviously he has a lot of experience and he faced some pretty high-end competition at Houston, but uh, to, to see him do that for the first time in an Arkansas uniform is, uh, is always something you're looking for. And you know, compared to some of the other guys, Vermillion didn't have the best numbers, but I think that seeing him pitch like that uh, as a starter, again, that's not something he really has a whole lot of experience doing in college. So to get him out there and to see him you know, throw four solid innings, I, I think was, was important. But this is still something that we're going to have to keep watching going forward. Um, you know, one weekend's not going to not gonna make it necessarily, but I, I do think that I feel better about what I saw than maybe what I had imagined Arkansas's pitching would look like this time of year.
1: We continue our discussion with Teddy Cahill of the Baseball America publication here in just a second. First, I've got to tell you about rockauto.com. Com. Folks, I've been telling you about it. It's amazing how warm it is outside. It's ridiculous how warm it is outside. And though as warmer as it gets, we get our cars out of the snow. We start putting things together, start washing it, start taking a lot more care of it, get it ready for the summertime travels. And you got to make sure that it's good to go and ready to roll. And for all you do-it-yourselfers, there's no better place than rockauto.com. It's a family business. It's been serving auto part customers for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com and shop for auto and body parts. Of, in, of hundreds of manufacturers no matter the make or the model and if you go to rockauto.com now i've write locked on and how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you here on the locked on razorbacks podcast amazing selection reliably low prices and all the car parts you will ever need at rockauto.com you are locked
0: on razorbacks your daily arkansas razorbacks podcast
1: yeah, and I think the surprising thing to a lot of fans, too, was not seeing Patrick uh, Wicklander or Connor Nolan, two guys who were starters in the rotation last year. It's not to say that they won't be involved, but I think that that was the crazy thing that Razorback fans saw. That, like, hey, these were supposed to be the guys last year. And then in this big series where they have probably arguably the most experience, you don't even see it. Is, is, do you feel like they're still going to be a part of the rotation? you feel like maybe Dave Van Horn saw something in them? Or... Is it just showing and showcasing how many options Dave Van Horn has on this pitching staff?
2: I think it's showing how many options Arkansas has more than anything else. Um, you know, I think they'll find a way to use those guys ultimately because they do have a lot of experience, but, you know, for all the, the talk about those two guys, it's not like they've had an incredible amount of success uh, in, in their first couple years of college. So, you know, I, I don't think that they could have, at any time, they could have felt like they had, you know, those jobs that were theirs by right, uh, that they'd earned them already by what they'd done through the first couple of years. And uh, so I, I think you're going to see them. But, but again, I mean, Arkansas rolled out a whole lot of arms this weekend, and, and they weren't among them. So I, I do find that to be somewhat significant. I'm not surprised they weren't in the rotation, but I did think we'd, we'd see something out of them.
0: So, what what do you think of the overall makeup of this Razorback team? At times, they've had uh, in the past, they've had guys that were their home run hitters that they could always lean on. But it seems like this this team is loaded with talent, and it comes from a bunch of different directions. That uh, players can any player can step up at different times. They're just loaded with talent all the way through. Yeah,
2: I, I think there's something to that, and and I do still think that the stars are there. Uh, you know, Christian Franklin is is outstanding, and uh, Robert Morden has the best weekend. But you know, what you saw from him early on last season was very impressive, especially for a freshman. Uh, so I, I think the the stars are there. They just you're, you're going to have to let them emerge a little more because there is no Heston Kirstad right now. There is there is no Casey Martin. These guys that have been you know so central to to what the Arkansas lineup has looked like for the last couple of years. And you can't lose a guy like Kirstad uh, and, and not lose something from that. But in, in Franklin, in Moore, um, you know, Goodhart was out this weekend, but he'll come back. Um, you know Casey Opitz isn't the most offensive player in the world, but that's a lot of experience and, and he'll probably hit better than he did last year. I mean, so you, you have really strong offensive threats throughout the lineup. just who exactly is going to carry, uh, and shoulder the burden of being the star in, in the heart of the order. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see as the season unfolds.
1: Yeah, that's going to be the craziest scene to how it all goes down. But it was also really impressive not only Arkansas but just the SEC. They go eight and one in this, and it's not like they you know they were playing scrub teams. You're talking about three of the best teams the Big Twelve has to offer with Texas Tech, Texas, and TCU. Uh, was the SEC just – is it showing just how powerful they are and how good they are? Is it maybe because the other teams were a little overrated? Like, what, what did you make of the fact that the SEC was so dominant in this classic down in Arlington?
2: Yeah, the Big 12 as a whole, if you even look beyond what happened in Arlington, just had a weekend to forget. And what I don't know yet is how much the Big 12 is affected by the weather. Um, you know, Obviously, in Arkansas and Mississippi, it was cold. Uh, and it snowed, but you know what happened in Texas and Oklahoma. I feel like was slightly different level. Um, so I don't know if that contributed to a slow start for the Big 12 across the board, or if the Big 12 just flat out isn't going to be that good this year. Uh, it, it's way too early to make that kind of pronouncement, especially when you consider some of the competition they were playing this weekend. But I mean, the the SEC West teams were were definitely ready for it, uh, and, and they came out. and and won the game so big credit to them a couple of these games were close they could have gone the other way and and then you're looking at something closer to four and five maybe for the big 12 and while that's not great it's not that big of a deal either so eight and one is gaudy and it is significant but I I, I just think it it might wind up being one of those weird first weekend of the season things more than it's something truly telling about the state of the big 12 at this point
0: so we know that the SEC is uh, stacked top to bottom every year, and if we you know, feel like that they are the best baseball conference, is uh, wh- where does that next conference stack up? Is the Big 12 the next best conference, or is there another conference out there that uh, is stacked? The ACC
2: is definitely the second best this year. Um, they, they have incredible top to bottom talent. I don't know that the top-end teams in the ACC – Right now, we're as good as the top-end teams in the SEC. I mean, you look at Louisville and Virginia, and they're both very good, but I think they both have more to prove than um, you know what you're seeing out of some of those, those SEC teams. Now, Miami did get a big series win this weekend at Florida. That's significant uh, in terms of evaluating the ACC against the SEC. But for me, as, as it always is, it, it's the SEC and then it's the ACC. And then we'll see whether it's the pack or whether it's
1: the big 12 coming in at number three. So looking at just uh, the teams you're looking at in the college baseball or the college world series and predictions, I know it's still early and we still got a lot of season left, but uh, what what are some of the teams that have really stood out to you the most and the teams that you feel best about making it into the final eight of the college baseball season?
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, (laughs) it's tricky right now. I, I, I guess, I have to say Ole Miss and Mississippi state uh, after what we saw this weekend. I mean, those were two teams I felt pretty convicted on before and they did absolutely nothing wrong. Um, I still feel really good about Virginia and Louisville, what they can do coming out of the ACC. Uh, those are probably the, the four I feel the absolute best about Arkansas. I feel pretty good about, but you know, I just want to see a little bit more from this pitching staff, I guess. I, I, I don't know quite what i want to see more from them but you know i it's just it's so new to me right now still what what this pitching staff looks like i i just would like to see them do this for a couple more weeks before i maybe uh fully uh understand what it is they're they're attacking hitters with and and how 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 consistent they're going to be uh throughout the course of the season but you know if you take those five teams and, and throw in a Miami or a Florida um you know you're, you're probably pretty pretty well along to to putting together the, the eight teams that are heading to Omaha I, at this point I would say
0: Teddy at baseball America you guys focus on recruiting so how does Arkansas stack up not only with the current class but in years to come as far as recruiting for baseball America yeah I mean the
2: as long as They've got uh, you know that 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 ballpark to recruit to you know that's a that's a big advantage and what they're building there right now you know only only is going to help that when, when you talk about facilities Arkansas is one of the, uh, the the top flight teams across the country and so they are going to be near the top of the recruiting rankings most years and uh, right now they've got a top ten class for the 2021 group uh, that would be showing up next fall. Uh, we'll see, you know, anytime you're talking about recruiting in baseball, you have to throw in the fact that the major league draft could, you know, really affect things and, and wind up, uh, you know, with, with a few of these kids going on uh, into pro ball rather than than moving on to college. But I like what Arkansas has. I like what they do. You know, Dave Van Horn very involved on the recruiting front but then you look at what his assistants do especially nate thompson as a recruiting coordinator and and they're doing a great job and i mean you see it year after year just in terms of what what the newcomers can do uh there for the hogs i mean you look just this weekend at at what jalen battles is doing at at, at shortstop and bringing him in from the junior college ranks i mean that's a really significant addition to this team
1: Continue our discussion with Teddy Cahill of Baseball America here in just a second. But first, I got to tell you about betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the sports action. Even though football's over, still got plenty of college basketball in the NBA, as well as the NHL's in full swing. And the best thing about it is you get real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline.ag also has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds and is the best place to place your bets and it's free to sign up. If you head to the website right now at BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device, sign up today and use promo code LOCKEDON for 50% off your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Simple as that. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for 50% off your welcome deposit at BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts.
0: On Razorbacks your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.
1: Yeah, that's the thing, and I always think about it with college baseball. and Dave Van Horn and many coaches have spoken out. It just seems like college baseball has so many things that need to be fixed. and not just with the game, but the, the way that things are done. You're talking about scholarship limitations and, and you know, having a third assistant coach and all that. What's it going to take for us to get to the point where the progress is being made in college baseball that's needed? to continue to grow the sport? Because it seems like it's it's like you got great players, great everything, but the fact is is that it's still only 11.7 scholarships. It's got to be frustrating and, and annoying, and you have the, the guys going for the draft. At what point in time will we be able to get to a point where finally college baseball starts making the right moves and making the right decisions to continue to grow this ever-popular sport?
2: Well, I mean, it's, it's tricky because right now colleges, Athletic departments are not exactly, you know, in a great spot financially coming out of the pandemic. It doesn't seem like that, but certainly the way uh, that they're acting right now, anyway. And, and until that gets solved, uh, you know, it, it becomes difficult to do much of anything unless you're football, because you know, football is the one that, that is making the money right now. So even though at places like Arkansas, you know, you, you're packing in huge crowds, and, and baseball is generating some revenue. Uh, for all but about a dozen to two dozen programs around the country, baseball is in the red, and in some places very deeply in the red. And as long as that's the case, it's going to be hard to make any of the progress uh, that you're talking about—getting more scholarships, adding coaches, doing any number of things—because all of that costs money, and you're talking about a money-losing sport uh, for most places. And you know that—that's one of the great questions right now around college baseball. How do you fix that? And, you know, some people talk about pushing the season back. Would that help attendance? Would that help TV ratings to get it out of college basketball shadow? Uh, maybe it would, maybe it wouldn't. But uh, no matter what you do right now, uh, it, until baseball can find a way to be at least more uh, revenue neutral for more schools, it's uh, it, it's fighting an uphill battle in terms of a lot of those, those items that people around the sport are, are so
1: hopeful for yeah i feel like doing things like w- what we see though with opening up the season with a bang with some big uh, big opponents and big teams is all great grand and wonderful but here's the thing though teddy having to watch it on flow tv is not necessarily the most ideal thing ever i know a lot of razorback fans were upset with the broadcast and everything it's like it's happy that it's there but at the same time you felt like with a with a big event like this surely there could have been an easier way to access it for a lot of fans, and I feel like those are the types of things that if you could just work to to making it more showcased and more promoted, it could go a long way in, in increasing the popularity of the sport.
2: I mean, in theory, yes, but, like, which ESPN channel are you asking to stop showing basketball in February and to instead show the first weekend of college baseball? You know, if the SEC Network could do it, that would be great, but the SEC Network showed all of one game this weekend on Big SEC Network, or maybe it was two, I, the point is it wasn't many and so it, it, it's just right now if you're fighting against basketball that's a losing battle just like if you were trying to go up uh, you know any any sport in fall trying to fight against football that's a losing battle so it, it's it is frustrating I don't like it at all uh, but you know you, you do have to look at some of the broader college sports, things that, that are going on when you you try and figure out where baseball fits in and i wish that more people uh preferred watching college baseball to college basketball that'd be great for me but it's uh right now that that's just not where we are at and you got to find ways around the margins and yeah flow sports is, is expensive it's not great that that's where that tournament was i found myself maybe uh, not watching as much of it because it wasn't on the ESPN app, and it was just so much easier for me to flip between games that were on the ESPN app. But, uh, you know, I, I don't have a great answer to that. I, I definitely acknowledge the frustration, and I, I, I hope that that's something that, that can be looked at going forward. But, you know, right now it's, uh, it's a tricky spot when you talk about some of these TV deals.
1: I agree with you, and hopefully we get to a point where it's all having fun, where you can see these great games on uh, some major channels and all that. But I agree with you. they got to get to that point first, and hopefully it's very soon. Teddy, we really appreciate you joining us, man. We're just all glad that college baseball is back. do a great job at Baseball America. Enjoy the season, man, and I'm sure we'll be catching up with you, all right?
2: Absolutely. Thank you.
1: Well, appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.
0: You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.